Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. Uh, We have Mike Acker with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is the connection between speaking and leadership. Uh, So in the pre-show, what we were talking about is how people who are really good speakers are assumed to be really great leaders. And sometimes that's true. Other times it's a little less true than some people might like to think. Um, And so, you know, the the thing to just understand with that dynamic and the thing we're going to talk about today is how, um, you know, how if you're looking to, uh, you know, if you're looking to enhance your leadership, there's two things you want to do. Number one is become better at actually leading. But then number two is learn how to speak effectively so that you will be perceived as a leader. Because there are a few things that are more difficult uh, from a leader perspective is if you have the leadership skills, but you are not perceived as a person who is a leader. Uh, Mike, don't let me talk uh, t- talk everybody's ear off the whole time. Uh, introduce yourself and uh, let us know yeah, your thoughts. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, welcome to our, thank you for the welcome. <laughs> and I'm so glad I get a chance to talk with you and talk to your audience yeah. here. And this is something that I really have studied and reflect on. I do executive yeah. coaching and executive communication coaching. So I get to work with all kinds of top level leaders. And it's so fun. I get to work with people sometimes who are amazing leaders who have started a company yeah. out of scratch and it's multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah. And I have a few of those that I work with, not I don't have a few of those companies. I have a few clients who have those companies. <laughs> and then Two I work with speakers, right, yeah. who are, are incredible. And I get to work with them and I actually represent speakers mm-hmm. as well. So I see this dynamic again and again. So I'm looking forward to unpacking it with you today for the audience. Yeah. Well, okay. And and I think that's, um, you know, one of the things that I think is really important with that, um, you know, kind of from the idea of speaking, you know, whether it's, you know, speaking in terms of people in front of people live, whether it's by webinars, whether it's by a podcast, is that, you know, when you are able to effectively deliver verbal presentations through whatever medium you're using, uh, that conveys authority. And it's really important to use that authority effectively. Um, You know, know, one of my favorite examples is, you know, okay, so like, you know, in the, you know, in the kind of self-help arena, um, if pretty much everybody on the planet Earth knows of Tony Robbins, Right. And I don't have anything for or against Tony Robbins. Uh, he is an amazingly effective speaker. By the way, he has absolutely no qualifications whatsoever. Uh, he doesn't have any PhDs, any masters, any no qualifications whatsoever. He is just that engaging. Uh, but pe- everybody, like people across the world, everyone knows who he is. He's probably the biggest brand in self-help uh, around. Uh, and he, he and the, the way that he generated his uh, authority was 100% through effective communications. Um, right. And I think that that's, um, you know, I don't know that, that there's another person. I mean, I know there's another person who can be a Tony Robbins because I don't know who they are, but everybody can use that uh, kind of that framework to, uh, you know, to increase their leadership brand, right? You know, to, if you can uh, communicate, speak and uh, convey ideas effectively, 
then that's something that can enhance your, uh, you know, that can get people to want to follow you. You know, as I'm fond of saying, right, um, you know, a position of power doesn't make you a leader. People wanting to follow you is what makes you a leader. You know, if you walk and people follow you without being told, that's what makes you a leader. Um, you know, again, don't let, but I, I am just going on. Don't let me talk the whole time. Uh, so speaking of leadership go hand in hand. I say this to people all again. Yeah. And I've, I've taught on this and worked on this. Because like you said, with Tony Robbins, I know of a person who's well-known, I won't bring up his name, yeah. but he was fantastic in speaking. And people uh -huh. just assumed because he was great in speaking that he must be a great leader. Well, he was placed in this position of leader. And it wasn't that he was a bad leader, but he wasn't a great leader. He yeah. wasn't the type of leader that really could fill the, the, the shoes of the person ahead of him. Yeah. So the person ahead of him was a great leader and a good speaker. He followed him and he was a great speaker yeah, and yeah. a good leader. And as a result of that, the organization originally took some, some spurts of growth. Uh -huh. we, wow. Wow. That's amazing. But once they got there because of the wow, it wasn't sustained because of the leadership. Yeah. So really, if, if you want to, if you want to grow and you need both of these areas because yeah. Ultimately, it's going to be like a a, a barrel of, of two staves. <laughs> now, uh -huh. Most barrel have eight staves, right? Uh -huh. But if you think about a barrel, you never know what a barrel is. We're talking like a bourbon barrel or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, was going to, okay. Yeah. So, um, because, so for, uh, for, for younger folks in the audience, um, you know, the, 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 the way of uh, preserving uh, whether it was, uh, say, uh, you know, liquid spirits like beer and wine or things like apples or things like that used to be a barrel, which was uh, made with staves of wood uh, that were banded together with, uh, you know, like banded together with metal at the top and bottom <laughs> and typically were sealed with sap from trees. They're still done like that way. If you still go to a distillery, you can still see. Yeah. Um, staves and that's where you get the good whiskey yeah. and good bourbon from <laughs> yeah absolutely yes and so so yes you know in a uh you know um, in, in an active attempt to avoid boomeritis uh, i am trying to make certain to explain some <laughs> concepts that may be archaic to people who are younger than myself well, uh, so if, well, i love it well so here's the deal with that with those those staves are the wood slats right the eight yeah. of them and and if you think about it if you have one wood slat that is lower than the others then what's mm -hmm. going to happen then the the whiskey is going to pour out. Yep. So all the staves have to be the same height. Now imagine in your own effectiveness and your affluence that there's only two staves uh -huh. and you have leadership and speaking. If leadership is lower than speaking, you're, you're going to decrease your effectiveness like the story I just told you. Yeah. But if your speaking is less, then you're going to decrease your leadership. Now yeah. I know some, some leaders, I get to work with them, some incredible leaders. Like if I were to tell you the stories, you're just like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You would know the brand. Yeah. You'd be thinking that person's extremely effective. And they know that. They're an amazing leader, but they're not a good speaker. So yeah. their effectiveness is diminished. Years ago, the current CEO, Satya from, from Microsoft, was not a great speaker. And he took some courses or work or coach who worked with him to make yeah. him more effective because he's an effective leader. Uh -huh. His effectiveness was being diminished by your speaking. So yeah. even as you're listening to this right now, think about it. On a one to 10, how high is your leadership stave? And I want a high uh -huh. one to 10, how high is your speaking stave? 
And really both of them need to be around the same so yeah. that you're not leaking influence. You're not leaking the impact that you could be making. Well, and then uh, I, th- I would say what goes hand in hand to that too, is that not just getting them to the same level, but then growing them together. Because like, for example, yeah. if you really focus on your leadership and your speaking ability, your speaking communication falls behind, uh, you, you, you can run into, you, you can run into kind of one of those uh, roadblocks you talked about. On the other hand, if you really focus on your communication, your leadership starts falling behind, uh, then you can, you, you can kind of run into the, the flash in the pan syndrome, which is where you get everybody really excited, uh, but then there's no follow through. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the ideas die at some point. Yeah. And so let me bring up someone who's really well known right now, who's was high on the speaking and low on the true leadership. Okay. Now, remember this, she had such a huge speaking that everybody thought that she, her leadership was true, was real, yeah. because her speaking was there. Elizabeth Holmes, there okay. right? She goes out there and people are like, this person is mesmerizing. She, yeah. and they talk about that way. She's in trial right now in, in San Jose for yeah. a big, huge embezzlement, most likely, or misappropriation or all the wire frauds and such. Yeah. But she started this company Basically, she started this company on her speaking. She would have this intent, Steve Jobs-esque ability to grab a hold of people and make them believe in what she was doing, not by ever really even seeing the sample, but simply by her mesmerizing them with her communication. Now, behind the scenes, she- Most effective sale of vaporware I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) There was never anything there. Just a most effective pitching of vapor where I've ever seen or heard of. Right. And people assumed that she was the incredible leader that she said she was Uh because of her incredible ability to speak. I mean, she talked in General Mattis. Like she met General Mattis, talked him in. He invested $85,000 of his own money and tried to get the entire U.S. military (laughs) buy into her product when there was no product because she was not really leading, she was faking. Yep. And uh, yes, and the, uh, the, the output of this, uh, uh, just so that everybody's clear, is not to develop amazing speaking <laughs> skills so that you can swindle people out of their money. Let's just be really, really clear on that. <laughs> the, the objective is to, you know, to understand how powerful the ability to speak effectively is, and then to develop that along with your leadership so that you can really get people bought into the vision and, you know, and and then really engender that excitement where it's justified. Right. Because, and this is where it goes hand in hand, right? If she truly had the leadership that she said she had, and she was able to lead her company to actually develop the product that she once again spoke and said she could, and if the barrel staves are both at 10, I imagine the yeah. true impact that she could have had. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and, and yet it wasn't. And because her leadership stave was a faked leadership, because leadership on making people believe that you, you can do something and not ability to keep your team and actually create yeah. what you said is not leadership. Yeah. So her leadership was actually extremely low while her speaking was quite high. As a result of that, all of that built up impact and influence on the leadership side or speaking side washed out. And she's right now, you know, going to trial. Now, let me go on the other side. There's a gentleman I work with and he's a doctor, he's Mm -hmm. a cardiologist and he's an incredible leader. So he owns a cardiology um, practice and he is a UCLA professor, influencer, 
And he started a company that is a, a very great way to see if your heart is healthy, even at home. So mm-hmm. he's got a true leadership and he's hired and he's recruited a team. And he comes to me because he knows his speaking is not there. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes that his leadership effectiveness is not as effective as it could be because his speaking is maybe a six instead of a 10. Gotcha. But once he gets it up, as he's working it up, that effectiveness of his company and his leadership and all those abilities will go hand in hand. So I'm always telling people, just like you in here, let's take leadership to the next level. Let's, Let's realize where you are. Let's take speaking to the next level. A lot of people are aware of that they need to grow their leadership. Let's take action. One, two, three, let's do it. Let's, let me listen to leadership podcasts and I'll be a better leader. But a lot of people are not taking the same concerted effort. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Doug works with schools, businesses, and nonprofits to optimize their costs without layoffs. The best part is that he's only paid for successful projects. So you have zero risk. To learn more, visit DougBusiness.com or schedule time to talk about your business at MeetDoug.biz. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important. I mean, and and I think and also making sure to grow the two of those things together. Um, it's you know because I think that you know at least just my observation, right? You know, um, uh, you know I think a lot of people who you know kind of have a you know introverted based personality will really want to focus on the viable execution. Um, but I think then we'll have to be encouraged to sell what, you know, to kind of, to, you know, to, to sell what they're doing. Uh, whereas I think people who tend to come at things from a more extroverted perspective will need less encouragement to sell the idea, uh, but will need more encouragement to say, okay, well, you still need to be able to execute once you've sold people on the idea. <laughs> you can, right. you know, if you, you, you still, you need to have something that's real you're selling or, and, or you have, if you're sell, selling people on an idea, you have to actually be able to, you know, to follow through on it you know you can't just pitch the whole day <laughs> you, you you've got to be able to make something happen at the end of the day also and so right. i think it's it's really about having that self-awareness of understanding right what you know which way are you coming you know kind of you know what you know what as i would say right uh, which side of the apple are you biting and then make sure that you're developing the other side so that you have your optimal level of effectiveness well, if you think about leadership, I love the quote by John Maxwell, leadership yeah. is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And you're influencing people to get something done. So yeah. leadership is, I have influence. It's not positional. We all know that. I mean, anybody who's studied any leadership knows that leadership can't be just positional. You can start yeah. as positional, but you have to be gained and earned and trust. Yeah. And so now I'm influencing my company or I'm influencing others yeah. or I'm influencing people through my leadership to get something done. But what is speaking? Speaking yeah. is just verbally influencing people to sure. get something done. Yeah. So a sales pitch, I did consultative sales for a while and you get on that call, you meet with that doctor and you talk to them. Or if you're pitching your idea of a concept or you're pitching your team retreat or a budget or a sales, whatever it might yeah. be, all you're really trying to do is using your words to influence people to action. Yeah. That's why I say these go hand in hand because yeah. really both at the end of the day are about influencing people to action. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, you know, I would say, you know, if you're a leader, you know, and you're talking with your team, 
uh, you are still selling them. You're not selling them on, say, giving you money for a product. You are selling them on following a course of action without having temp temper tantrums. That is no less important of a sale <laughs> because, you know, it, you, if your people are having drama about everything you do, there is no way you're going to be able to grow your organization if, you know, if it's filled with internal strife. Um, and so I think that's actually one of the things, that's really, at least that I think is really important, especially if you're an organizational leader, is to understand that you don't just sell to to customers who are buying things uh some of your most important sales or you know yeah sales are going to be selling ideas to the people who are inside your organization because if you don't make that sale then you're going to have to watch them like a hawk all the time to make sure that they're not veering off the vision if they share that vision then you should be able to then you'll be able to rely on them to continue moving forward without needing to have direct oversight all the time yeah, I, I love that. So let's let's give a couple, three areas that people can grow in their speaking. Sure. You've probably done a ton of leadership. So I'll just give three words right here. Let's, let's talk about engagement. That'll yep. be a good one to, to dive through. Let's talk about fluff. And then let's talk about intentionality. So I'll just briefly go through these words. Engagement <laughs> like this. Right now, I'm talking with Doug. We're in different states. We're over Zoom. And both of us are looking uh, at each at the camera and looking yep. at the video, looking back and forth. Both of us are smiling. There's actually increased energy. Probably before this call, probably Doug and I were actually a little bit decreased energy, but we went in and now we're talking with each other and we're increasing. Don't take the person that you're talking to for granted. Yeah. Now, one of my friends that, well, a guy that I know, I should say, he, he was out with some friends for uh, evening and he had this. He had this talk and he said, they were talking about what if your spouse died <laughs> more uh -huh. of the time. And, and he said, man, I'd have to go back to the gym. And his wife said, what? And he said, yeah, well, you know, if I was going to like try to get somebody, I, I'd have to. And she goes, so you, you would go to the gym for a hypothetical other person, but you won't go to the gym for me. And he was like, oh, in other words, this, that he took her for granted in his yeah. own words. And he wrote a book about it, Change Before You Have To, he wrote it. It's very interesting is that the people closest to us are often the people we take most for granted. Now let's yeah. put aside the family dynamics. Now let's just go into the work dynamics and communication. Uh -huh. Just because you've already sold your client on your product, just because you've already sold your employee on working for you, doesn't mean that you have any less engagement to talk to them. Yeah. Don't call it in, but instead, if you wanna be a great speaker, you always gotta be engaged. Don't pull out, pull in. Okay, second yeah. word right here. Not only engagement, fluff. There's so much crap that people talk about or include like this. As someone who's audited lots of different meetings, here's how they go. Um, all right. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to. Um, okay. Well, hold on one second. Let me pull up my PowerPoint because they should have done that earlier. Um, and I'm, here's my power. Oh, is my audio. Okay. So, um, all right. And it's like, ah, or this. Doug says, welcome, Mike. I'm glad you have you on the show. And I say, yeah, glad to have you on. Uh, glad to be on the show. My name is Mike Acker and boring Mike Acker stuff. Let me talk about Mike Acker a whole bunch. Stop the fluff. Get to the point. Nobody cares about all this extra ums and this. Start with something that's going to grab your attention. If a movie doesn't grab your attention in the first yeah. couple of minutes, you turn it off. If a book doesn't grab your attention in the first five pages, you won't read the book. Yeah. So yes. in your speaking, cut out the fluff. Third thing, improvement with intentionality. 
Grab mm-hmm. one thing that you need to work on. And there's a thousand different books on this. I have several books on this. Yeah. Romain Gallo's got a leading book on this. Uh, Dale Carnegie's got like 50,000 books on this. Grab one book about a speaking skill and master that speaking skill so that you can raise the stave up to match your leadership level. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think the, the, uh, the cutting out the fluff uh, that, 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 that particularly resonates just because I think one of the things that I've really been uh, introspecting on uh, lately is, you know, is really how, how to appropriately value, preserve, and, um, and uh, you know, and amplify time. Um, you know, because I think that, you know, you know, not just my time, but also, you know, not just making sure I'm not wasting my own time, but also making sure I'm not wasting other people's time. Uh, and so, because the mental construct Alex says, okay, let's, let's choose a large number. Let's say that you're, you, you believe your time needs to be worth a thousand dollars an hour. That means every conversation needs to be shortened to just the most valuable, <laughs> just the most valuable piece, right? That means anything that is worth less than a thousand dollars an hour, you need to find a way for somebody else to do it. You know, it's an extreme example, but that's the mental exercise. And what I think you're also getting to is that you have to make sure that you're not wasting your time or other people's time, which I think is, uh, you know, for a lot of people who are positional leaders, at least that's one of the problems that I've seen that's endemic is a lot of people just love to hear themselves talk and they don't talk about anything meaningful. And it's like, no, take your, take the 60 minute conversation, turn it into a 20 minute conversation, just about the things that really matter. And then let people go be valuable. Otherwise, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, Absolutely. And not only does your time, there's actually some days that are worth more than others. Yeah. So yes. I have actually uh, my six books coming out, speak with me virtually. And in it, I talk about when to have meetings. Yeah. So if you want to lead well, know when people's time is worth the most. So if you're doing an update meeting, you should mm-hmm. not use Monday or Tuesday to do an update meeting. Because oh, that's where they're most productive. So use a Wednesday or use it. Tuesday or Thursday. However, yeah. you have a meeting where you need the best and the sharpest, and it's called like an executive meeting, not yeah. in terms of the position, but in terms of let's get something done. If yeah. you have a let's get something done meeting, make it to the point, set out the agenda ahead of time, value their time, open up and say at the very beginning, right on the dot, right at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning, say, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And get right into it. And you, what you'll find is that you lean in, you engage, all the people are going to engage too. If it's a Zoom meeting, start like this at, at three minutes beforehand, make sure that people's cameras are yeah. on. Cameras on, this is a cameras on meeting, browsers closed, we're going to get something done. Here's what we're getting done. Boom. If it's a Thursday checkup update, what have you done this yeah. week meeting? Then you still, you don't want to waste time but you can be a little bit less like boom, because once again, just using your, your hourly rate yeah. on, on Mondays and Tuesdays from the beginning of office day to the end of the office day, the time is not a thousand dollars an hour. It's $2,000 an hour. Yeah. Now on Thursday, it's, it's $750 an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Or you know, whatever the number is, but yeah, the, the idea of the exercise is yeah. To say, okay, figure out a number that either your time needs to be worth or you, you want your time to be worth and then start valuing your time at that amount, um, you know, and start either eliminating or outsourcing activities that are worth less than that amount of time and pushing more things that are worth that amount or more. Um, it's surprisingly difficult to do. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think outstanding conversation. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to have to cut us off at some point just because uh, I want to make sure that we stay inside our time envelope. Uh, but uh, Mike, give us two or th- give us one or two more bullet points. You know the the last uh, last little uh, little nuggets of wisdom, and then let everybody know where they can connect with you and learn more. Sure. So where you are is not where you have to stay. I talk about this again and again in yeah. motivational talks and my books and such. So if you're a spot where you are awful at speaking, I know for a fact that you don't have to stay there. If you're awful at your leadership, I know for a fact that you don't have to stay there. The the issue is belief. You have to believe that you can move from there. And then the second issue is you have to have a plan to do it. Uh Whether it's doing what I just talked about, whether it's doing what Doug talks about on his podcast on a regular basis with his guests, but you have to have one, a belief, because if you don't believe you can, you're not going to do it. If I don't believe that chair is going to hold me, I'm not going to sit in it. Yeah. So you've got to believe that you can, which you probably do if you're listening to this. Second one is that you have to have a plan to do so because growth, although that happens unintentionally, when when you get past 30, you unintentionally grow in areas that you didn't want to. It doesn't happen in areas you want to grow. So although your belly grows unintentionally, your muscles don't. Yeah. So you want to grow your leadership and grow these areas you have to have that intentionality. So where you are is not where you have to stay. I've seen that in my life. I've seen it with people who speak with tons of insecurity. I've seen it with my family's life. I've seen it in all these areas. Believe and then have a plan. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. My name is Mike Acker. So that's A-C-K-E-R. People can find me at mikeacker.com. If you go to Amazon, you can find one of my current five published books, three published workbooks. I have another book coming out in a couple of weeks. I have my big book that I've been working on for a while coming out in December. So I'm a very prolific author. I do coaching, speaking, a couple other endeavors as well. And it's been fun sharing some of my own speaking and leadership growth with your audience today, Doug. Outstanding. All right. That's M-I-K-E-A-C-K-E-R.com. And uh, yeah, uh, connect with Mike. And uh, yeah, everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. very much for listening to today's episode Uh, and what i would actually like you to do right now is to give me your thoughts so i would really love it if you could go to feedback.terminalvaluepodcast.com and just let me know what you think let me know your thoughts let me know uh, if you there's anything you really like about the show there's any questions you have or if there's anything you think i could do better uh once again that site is feedback.com terminalvaluepodcast.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to terminalvaluepodcast.com. For more information, please visit businessoflifellc.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.